Hello and welcome to episode 204 of the Veg Grower podcast. My name's Richard and I'm fighting a real urge to say hello. My name's Michael Payne and I am a nosy neighbour. Sorry, a little joke going on there. Um, anyway, my name's Richard and I like to grow my own food in my allotment and garden in Littlehampton, which is on the south coast of the United Kingdom. Today is the 21st of January 2019 and finally it's turned cold it's finally beginning to feel a bit like winter i probably sound a bit odd saying that but i've been missing the cold and the frosts to be honest so (laughs) just glad for a bit of that anyway a bit later on i will be visiting my wormery and sharing with you how i am getting on with my wormery after nearly four years of having one what i feel on them now i've spoken about wormeries in a previous podcast but that was a couple years ago now and i love the things Before that, we will have the RHS Plant Grow Harvest Tip of the Week. But first, let's have a look at what I've been up to in the plots over this last week in the diary. Well, today is 19th of January 2019. And I'm in the potting shed this evening. It's about seven o'clock at night. I'm just sowing some more seeds. I'm starting with some early early jalapenos. Um, Nothing complicated, uh, just my trays of seed sowing compost. Just popping a few seeds into that uh, with a label that I've already prepared. Really? as simple as that and then I'll sieve over some more seed sowing compost with all the rest that's got the early jalapenos done let's move on to the next one and peppers sweet peppers color rainbow so just getting seeds used up way too many seeds I've been out most of today. I did come in here this morning and I moved around some of my little seedlings that were sown over the last couple of weeks. Um, Just uh, because of how I got my system of several propagators with vents open or closed depending on their stages. So I've moved those around just to get them into their various places like I do every week but the salad leaf that was sown last week that's germinated and that's so far that's about all that's germinated from what I'm sown last week the week before the kale uh, the cauliflower and the salad leaf that are germinated they're actually just got bottom heat now they're kind of not undercover as such except for being in the greenhouse so they're grow- growing well um, Right, sorry, what am I going to sow next? Parsley is next. But yes, I um, I moved those seedlings around and then I put together a few more of my little um, seed sowing pots. Put those together and added some compost and I've put them into the heated propagator just to warm them up a bit. Now I had a question from a listener with regards to my grow light setup. So I thought I'd go over that while I'm in here. Let's just get this parsley sown. 
Now, my grow lights are simply bulbs, grow light bulbs I brought from Ikea. I think one was £7, one was £10. So they're not very expensive at all. But they were, one, easy to buy from Ikea. Cheap. And two, they're Edison screw fittings. So easy to get lights fittings for them. I have them fitted into what I call clip-on lights, which are the kind of lights you probably expect workmen to use. They just got a clip on the actual light itself. That means I can move them around and pop them where I want them. Got a parsley sewn, so just changing subject slightly. I'm sewing, instead of salad leaf as such this week, I'm doing some lettuce, a variety called Winter Destiny. So yeah, right, anyway, move back onto these grow lights. So yes, I've got these bulbs that are standard Edison screw bulbs. They fit into clip-on lights and they're powered into a socket that I run off a timer. Um, the timer I use is actually one I use for uh, fridges at work. So it's um, a pretty heavy duty one. But these lights don't use much electricity. So a standard wall timer or plug-in timer will be fine as well Should do if you're looking at this. Uh, I have it on a timer and the timer comes on about, or the lights come on about three o'clock in the afternoon and they go off about nine o'clock. The reason I do that is just to extend the grow light hours and it works for me. Uh, well it worked for me last year I should say. I have them directly above my propagators so that the, the, the plants that are growing will stretch towards and straight up towards the light instead of trying to lean over or grow in a funny option or uh, angles and stuff. But that's what I do. Um, fairly easy setup. Um, yeah, so I thought I'll answer that anyway. But that's now got all my seeds sown. So I'm going to pop these into the heated propagator and call it a night. Well, today is Sunday, the 20th of January 2019. It's just coming up to midday, and I'm on the allotment. I've just popped into the shed to have a cup of coffee. Um, slurp coming up. Oh, lovely. Uh, so yeah, I've been down the allotment this morning, working, working away. I'm, I want to spend a bit longer down here today, but I'm not going to be able to. I've got things to do at home and people to see, so that's going to run things over. But anyway, I came down here and I had a very clear job, and that was to hoe over the main bed and try and clear out some of the weeds and roots that came to the top which I have done. Uh, while I was doing it one of my, I say neighbours but he's actually down the other end of the allotment but he came up to say hello and uh, we were chatting about it and he said the only way to get rid of cooch grass is to dig the roots out which it goes against my no-dig principle doing that, but I'm starting to see why he would say that. Uh, he's. I argued a case that Charles Dowden says this and that, and he turned around to me and said, I've been on this allotment site for 30 years. I've spoken to people who have came and gone, and they've all done the same. The only way to get rid of it is to dig down. Uh, that could be old thinking. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm battling it on. 
But that's that's the uh, outcome of that conversation. Now I've been uh, hoeing through the beds, and I'm also making note of what I've still got. I've got a couple of cabbages and a couple of cauliflowers, some spinach, uh, chard, and other things that are ready to harvest and harvesting as we go along. Excuse me. I've also hoed the top area of that uh, part of the allotment and then I've planted out a couple of tulip bulbs that I've had left over and I'm not really into glowing flowers as you know but I had a few at home uh, for, the, for keep the wife happy uh, and I had a few left over so I thought I'll pop them down here they might just encourage some uh, pollinating bees and stuff so that might work I don't know I have noticed that some of my cows are being nibbled by pigeons so time to start putting the pigeon defence up I've got away with it so far but hey that is the joys of allotment touring the next task that I've done uh, was scruffy corner where I have my compost heaps they they were a bit of a mess so I've had to spend a bit of time just tidying those out they're not looking brilliant I'll be honest um, but I just tidy those up, put, put all my canes away into the hanging rack and inside the shed. So let's tidy those away. Um, just filled up the compost bin with more <laughs> stuff, emptying one from the other and what have you. Trying, just trying to get it used up. But I am thinking of redoing and remaking my compost bins and moving them slightly. I've got two wooden compost bins made out of pallets and they've been okay. I popped them in when I first got in but I'm expecting the wood to start rotting anytime soon. They're also, they're behind the shed so they've done alright there and they've used up that bit of space. But I think it's time to start thinking of moving them just along the other side. It might be easier for me. I'm not sure yet. It's just an idea I have currently had. Well, I'm going to finish off my cup of coffee now. I might even have a biscuit. Um, and then I'm going to head home where hopefully I'll be able to do a little bit more gardening. But I'll tell you about that uh, in a bit if I do. Well, it's still Sunday now. Uh, but I'm back at home and in my little potting shed like I was last night. Just giving everything a bit of spray of water. I've noticed the basil has just started to poke its head up. That was sown a couple of weeks ago. And it looks like the chives are just starting to as well. So we'll leave those for a little bit longer. But it probably means it's time to sow some more of those as well to keep the supplies going. So, so far, that is really cool. Um, they've all had a good watering. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, so I was down the allotment early, as you heard. And when I came home, I uh, cleaned out the chicken and the quail, as I try and do every Sunday. I then uh, added a bit of decking board to the top of the framing of the top the bed that I built a few weeks ago uh, that area I wanted to get a uh, trellis around there but I can't find a trellis of the right size so I've topped and tailed it with some decking and I'm going to get some uh, batten wood and screw those on there to make it my own trellis that will then mean I can fill that bed up with some compost and get that growing uh, the tabries and the, the blackberries in there which would be a good good little thing to uh, get going I'm very pleased to say 
Now, what else have I done? Well, I think that's about it, really. I've got a lot of thoughts and things that are in the pipeline. Oh, no, I did pick some Cape, more Cape gooseberries. I'm hoping, we're expecting a bit of a chill this week. It's meant to be uh, in my area. One night this week, I've read early, coldest temperature is going to be minus six. So that might kill off the Cape gooseberry. Not that I want it killed off, but I'm just... Want to see how long it will last for, but I've still picked a few more of the fruits from that today, and we'll see if it lasts through this week. It's a really, really cool plant, actually. So, that'd be that's something else that I've done. Um, and I think that is it for today, really. Um, there's still tomorrow to go. I've got a white write up the weekly harvest report, so yes, that is it really for today there's still monday to go of course but i'll speak to you tomorrow well it's monday night now and since my last diary entry i don't have anything to add to what's gone on in the garden i did last night however release the weekly harvest report that comes out every sunday anyway on that list we had chicken eggs cauliflower potatoes cape gooseberries and of course the usual herbs and salad leaves this all mounted up to £7.40, so not a huge amount of harvest, but I'm still liking the fact that I'm getting Cape gooseberries. These plants have been amazing. I will certainly be growing those over this next year. I know a few others are interested in those as well. This last week, I did spend £4.98 on a couple of packs of seeds. Uh, these were seeds that I didn't have, and I thought it was about time I stocked up on them. So yeah, that is the weekly harvest really, and that wraps up the diary for this week. Now, let's take a look at this week's tip of the week. This week's tip reads, newly bought plants can be laid in shallow trenches with their roots covered in soil if they can't be planted immediately. Basically, that is heeding in. And given that this week is meant to be very, very cold, I would actually hold off doing it for this week. Uh, looking at the weather forecast, it looks like it'll be a bit warmer by the weekend, so it should be okay. Uh, I was actually planning to sow some leeks this gone weekend, but I decided to hold off till next week just because of the temperature dropping, even though I'm inside and, and what have you. I've also believe that certain supermarkets will soon be selling their bare-rooted fruit trees. Now, these are great in many ways. They are low-priced. They may not be the right varieties, but they are cheap and they are a good thing to have. But they do need to be put in the ground as soon as they are bought, or as soon as possible. But buying bare-rooted trees, these trees are dormant, which means they're basically not going to grow any leaf they're just there. They're trying to pot on their roots. And if they're not in soil, they can't pot on roots. But once they're in the soil, the roots will grow. But when you buy these and you buy them from a supermarket, they've been kept in the warm and suddenly sticking them outside, a bit of a cold shock. So in some ways, it's best to just kind of acclimatise them over a few days to the outside temperatures. Recently, I've noticed there's been a fair bit of interest in wormeries, and I have had a wormery for several years now. My first one was on my original allotment where we were actually gifted a wormery, and we used that at the allotment for food scraps. But for me, it was difficult because of a journey between my home and my allotment. It was about an hour's trip, so taking waste from the, the uh, kitchen 
wasn't always that easy. Instead, I had to save it for when I went there, and that could be a whole week of it building up. When I moved into the house I currently live in, however, the day I moved in, I had took delivery of a brand new wormery, and I have loved it ever since. They have been such a fantastic addition to the garden. My wormery came with worms and worm food, which meant that I had to get it set up fairly quickly. As always, I had done my research beforehand and uh, discovered that new wormeries, potting worms in, is not good for the worms. The bin is basically too clean for worms and that might lead them to escape. Now what I did, I washed everything out with rainwater and then I built it according to the instructions given in the kit and let that rest for about 24 hours so it would kind of get dirty and get, you know what I mean, it's not so clean. Now my kit actually comprised of five trays. One of these trays was to be turned upside down and to be used as a stand. It had a bottom reservoir which also had a tap that I had to fix on. Uh, this bottom reservoir would be to collect water and the tap is obviously to drain off this liquid to use as a plant food. The other four trays were stick stacked on top of this bottom um, and that is where all the, the compost and the worms and the food waste gets placed. And then there was a lid and this lid stops vermin and rain getting inside. So pretty important. And actually this bit of kit is very, very simple. Uh, I built it according to the instructions, as I said. And as I said, I set it up and left it for 24 hours just to get dirty. I think it's the easiest way to describe it. After 24 hours, I placed a bit of cardboard in the bottom tray and then on top of that, I added some garden soil and some compost and the worms. Now the worms actually came in some compost as well. So that whole bag just went straight in there. I also added some of the worm food that came with my wormery. Now this was a bit like uh, chicken manure pellets. The only way I can describe it. It was just a few little bit in there. It didn't necessarily need it though I don't think. I just added it because it was there. And I also added some kitchen waste. Now I'll come to the kitchen waste in a bit. Now the worms that are generally used in wormeries are not your garden variety. They are generally brandling worms or tiger worms. Uh, they've got several names as well. Uh, it could be red worms or something like that. But they're not your standard garden variety. Th these worms can actually be found in the compost bins anyway. Or where I collect my horse manure from, I find them quite often in there. And these, these worms are composting worms. That's their job, as they, as they suggest. You can also buy these worms online or from fishing shops where they can be sold as bait. Now, I used to know a, somebody who was really into his fishing and he purposely had built a compost bin in his garden for the sole purpose of attracting these worms to bait. Now, I know that's probably not for everyone's cup of tea or feels that acceptable, but if anybody is into their fishing, it, it is another another food for thought. It might save you a bit on bait. And after all, I am all about producing food. I don't fish, so I, I, I won't take that anyway. Anyway, back to my wormery. After it was set up and running, I have never looked back. It is awesome. I've said this many times, actually. The worm food that came with probably lasted a couple of weeks. I just kept feeding that every about a handful every day. But I was also adding kitchen waste the kitchen waste i would add were kind of peelings such as potato or carrot peelings top and tails tea bags coffee grounds 
eggshells, but the eggshells I find don't break down very well. You can add cooked food, meat and bones, but I don't add those three purely because of I don't want to attract vermin. So I don't do those. I believe you can, but I I don't feel it's worth doing it. Instead, I would just add all my vegetative material from the garden or the kitchen, sorry. Uh, I've read not to add onion peelings. Well, I add that. I've also read not to add citrus peelings. I add that. It all breaks down. The worms are happy. I've not had any worms escape. What more can I say? Uh, the eggshells, actually, when I have found them after removing the compost, they the shells break down quite easily with a spade or fork anyway, and that just goes into the ground and adds calcium to the ground. So not too much of a thing. Now, all the kitchen waste just basically fills up the trays. And I started, obviously, on the bottom and worked my way up. And once I had filled the top tray, I generally find it's time to empty the bottom tray. So I'd lift the other three off, the top three off, then lift the bottom one and empty the compost into a bed or wherever I want it. And it's full of this really dark, crumbly compost. Generally, the worms have moved up into the next level by this point, so there's not really many in there. But even if there are a few in there, as long as there's still worms in the other levels, it'll be fine because worms actually multiply at quite a fast rate given plenty of food. Now that that bottom one is, that bottom tray is empty, that goes onto the top and I start filling that up. It's a pretty easy system. But when I usually empty this bottom tray i also like to pour the liquid out of the bottom tray now i did say it came with a tap but i have found that this tap gets blocked really easily with kind of little bits of compost sediment that has worked its way down into the bottom so i while it's off i will just pour that into a sieve uh, to catch all that sediment and underneath the sieve is a bucket that will just catch the liquid. The liquid is then bottled and it is used as a plant food and this is one of the most amazing plant foods I have ever came across. In fact I only use this and seaweed plant food in the garden now. Well, seaweed is for seedlings but once it gets going I just use this plant food and because I'm getting it in quite a large amount it's easy to use quite often so yeah for me the real advantage with wormeries over compost heaps is that they are pretty small in comparison mine probably takes up a couple of feet square they produce compost and plant food they don't attract vermin provided the list lid is always on and as long as the liquid is drained off regularly you don't get any bad smells from them and of course getting rid of kitchen waste that might end up in wet landfill i think is always a very good result because wow it's wasteful just throwing it away and it's not very good for the environment in fact we have found that we produce very little waste for the bin men to collect we could quite happily go for two weeks without a bin men here so yeah and i, like, I do believe it's just down to the wormery now i do have made a couple of other points to think about with wormeries now in the winter months i've seen other gardeners actually wrap their wormery with like a hessian sack or move their wormeries into somewhere warmer like a greenhouse or garage just to keep the worms a little bit warmer it's not a bad idea personally i don't get very cold here or for very long periods either i've also seen other gardeners actually make wormeries out of old dustbins and if that's something you want to do and save a few quid i'll try and find a uh 
link to something and I'll add that into the blog post for this podcast. Now, if you want to buy an actual wormery, I've added some Amazon links to the blog post for this podcast. Uh, and if you want to buy one and you go through my link, please do because I will earn a bit of commission on that from Amazon and it won't cost you anything else. Uh, really appreciate that. Now, if you have a wormery or thinking of getting a wormery, let me know what you think and I'd love to hear your stories. I personally think they are such a good thing to have in a garden, whether it's big or small. Well, thank you for joining me today. I really do think wormies are a great addition to the garden. So if you're thinking of getting one, check it out. Last week, I did say I was putting a blog post out with the competition details, and that didn't happen. That's because <laughs> a couple more competition ideas came to mind, and I'm going to tell you those, and I will put that blog post out this week. The first one is a best upcycling or recycling project, and I really like this idea for a competition. So just share your recycling or upcycling project. Uh, I know there's a lot of clever people listening, so I really like your ideas on that. A second competition that I've got running, and this is going to run through February. So February the 28th will be the last day to get your entrance in. Yesterday, an artist friend of mine gave me a gift of a hand drawing of some vegetable characters that will be used in artwork for this podcast. Well, we need names for these five characters, don't we? And whoever comes up with the best name for each character will win a hand-drawn copy of that character. There's five characters. We've got the chili character and the tomato character that have been on the logo since I started. Uh, then on top of that, we also have a garlic clove, an onion and a courgette. Uh, so all these five need names. So please send me them or your ideas via email at richard at the podcast or through commenting on the blog post or social media. Just search for the VegGrow podcast and I'm sure you will find me. I will add the picture of these five characters to this blog post for for this uh, podcast uh, if you want to have a look and get some ideas please do well that's it for this week now i hope you've enjoyed yourself if you want to hear more of me while i was on skinny dean gardener podcast this week lee my good friend please check that out i had a good laugh with that and i have to admit but for now please take care and i'll see you again next time <laughs>